0: It's time for Heatwave Sports. Sit back and relax as you take a tour around the world of sports each and every Saturday and Sunday night. And now, your hosts for Heatwave Sports Tim Unglesby and Tom Barton.
1: And welcome on in Heatwave Wave Sports, Fox Sports Radio, Las Vegas, 989 FM, 1340 AM. It's Tim Unglesby and Mateo with you here in wonderful Las Vegas. And, of course, my co-host, Tom Barton Zone, Tom Barton, back east, New York City, and we appreciate you join, uh, joining in tonight, listening to us on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning, wherever you may be across the United States. Tom, we're uh, we're back at it again. You had a week. You had a night off. I had a night off, but tonight we're here together. Yeah,
0: I am ready to go, man. I'll tell you, it is a uh, uh, there are some wild things going on in sports. Uh, do you know that the Pirates have taken two straight from San Francisco <laughs> in San Fran? I learned the hard way uh, that yeah, that's happening. They have a chance to sweep. This was after all of a sudden the Pirates gave it to the Mets. San Fran beat up on the Dodgers. The angels who have no pitching at all—they almost got a no-hitter tonight. Uh, Fernando Tatis is still hitting home runs. I mean, it is—it's just insanity in baseball right now. I know everyone's concentrating on the Olympics. I get it because of the NBA and all that. How about the NBA? Tim, we got—you know—guys. They might be moving CP3. People think people actually out there think that cp3 is going to turn down 44 million dollars for nine million because he likes lebron i mean you know we have that going on where are they going to play hockey we have a new team they're drafting people all over the place but the nfl is always king and don't they always steal all the headlines tim
1: absolutely and we've we've come into that window tom of Camps starting up for Dallas and Pittsburgh, which is going to lead into all the camps opening, which is going to lead into the preseason, right? And, and sure enough, it's going to lead into our preview show in less than three weeks. We talk about the NFL season, and, and Tom, as far as I know, barring any major changes, you're going to be sitting next to me week one here in Las Vegas.
0: Uh, I am I'm certainly hope so, you know. I mean, uh, now, who knows? We we might be all shut down again. That's what I'm hearing. This is yeah.
1: crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll get into a little bit of that <laughs> as we talk the talk the NFL here. But uh, let's start with well, let's start with the guy we love to we love to hate, right? Tom. He makes it so easy to hate this guy, and the only people that I know that like him are actual Packer fans because everybody else cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. And we've been kind of touching on him ever since uh, the draft fiasco. And appears now that he's he's setting himself up, Tommy. Here we go. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy to ride in on that nice shiny white horse to save the day.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um, look, I, I'm looking at this actually the other way here, Tim. I think it's ominous. The sports books in Las Vegas, or some of them, uh, Jeffrey Benson didn't do it over at Circa, but some of them sports books in Vegas took the Packers off the board. The Packers win total is down to seven and a half some places. Some places they are now the underdog to win the division tip. They are are went from minus 130 or so to plus 150 in some places. The sports books believe Aaron Rodgers has seen his last snap. He's going to retire. Now, Aaron Rodgers knows about the speculation. We hear that Devontae Adams, the trade talk has been, or the uh, contract talk, has been pulled off the table. Now people are speculating on a trade conversation. So what do they do? Well, they both go to their Instagram, and yeah, that's what the kids do. I don't have one, but I find these things out. They both go to Instagram, Tim, and they put up a picture of Michael Jordan fist-pumping Scottie Pippen. And people go, oh, that's it. This means... They're coming back for one last turn. And then I started to read and read into it a little bit, and I wasn't the only one who thought that. And I said, I don't know. Uh, Does this mean that they had their last dance? Does this mean that Michael Jordan, you know, retired, passed the torch off, and left Pippin there for one more year, like Rogers is going to do to Adams? Does this mean that it was them against. The front office for the last dance? Because the front office is so dysfunctional? What does it exactly mean? But this is more Rogers being cryptic. Rogers wearing a shirt that says, I'm offended. You know, Rogers has painted himself as the sympathetic figure here. But we have no idea what his sympathy is about. I'm said i going to talk about this on my show tomorrow. Um, Mark Beach is going to join me, a a writer for Green Bay. And, uh, you know, you, you look at exactly what's going on with Aaron Rodgers, right? And you go, was it the money? Oh, no. Because the Packers in June offered him five-year extension to be the highest-paid player in the sport. He turned it down. So it's not the money. Oh, is it really just because they went out and got Jordan Love? Is that really what this is? Well, if it was, hey, you know what? We're mad mad about the Jordan Love thing. Yeah, but Aaron, listen. We just told you we're riding with you for five years. We put our money where our mouth is. Is it about not having receivers? Well, he's got Devontae Adams. They went out and they got some guys. Is it about not having, uh, you know, offensive line? Well, they gave Bacchieri a contract. What, what, are, you, what are you really angry about, Aaron? What, why? He still hasn't said this, Tim. And this is Aaron Rodgers just being the guy saying, oh, wait a minute, feel bad for me. Feel bad for me against the big, bad, you know, management here except him we don't really know what management did wrong we really don't know so i'm looking at this and i'm saying you know i i've been in relationships, Tim. i'm sure you have as well where you're going you know my foot's already out of this relationship i just don't know how to break out with her and look i gotta find a reason and i, and I gotta find some kind of something that's gonna have to happen what what can possibly happen here that I could find, and it, she could like leave a sock on the ground. That, that's it. I'm going to blow up, and I can't be with you, and I'm leaving. And I think that that's what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do here. I have never believed, with my full uh, intent here, that Aaron Rodgers was not going to play Week One with Green Bay Packers. I completely believed. Look, it's eventually going to happen. If it was go- not going to happen, it would happen before the draft. There's no way this is going to take place. Tim, today. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. I'm following the sports books and I'm going, yeah, they adjusted. They don't think he's coming back. We've watched this happen before, Tim. Carson Palmer forced a quote unquote retirement, right? So he could force his way out. It's not unusual to sort of force this. It's it's it is unusual, I should say. It's just not unheard of. And Aaron Rodgers, Tim, I don't know if he plays another snap of Green Bay.
1: Yeah, the, the the cryptic Aaron Rodgers we talked about, and that he's never said anything this this offseason himself, right? That in my mind, Tom, it's it's all ego driven to where he can come out have the last word, and be like, you guys talked about me this whole time, but I had the true answer. And yeah, when I saw the post, that's my initial thought was just like everybody else. Here we go, one more shot because you just said it earlier. Devonte Adams basically said. Uh, I don't want to extend with you guys, so we're going to play this out. Now, with that one year, right, I believe they both have the one year left is a situation where um, I cannot see Aaron Rodgers not playing, right? We, you And you said it. You've held fast on that he would be playing week one. I still think that's the answer, Tom. I, uh, he's just, his head's too big to sit out. So if this is his way of trying to force a trade situation, okay, maybe. But the the whole tie-in with Devontae Adams makes me go back to the original thought of is that maybe they're talking about making one last run and then leaving together.
0: You know, there there are, are some things, though, here. And I mentioned the Carson Palmer situation because David Dunn was the representative for Carson Palmer when he retired, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers has David Dunn representing him. So we also know that there's one team, right? Isn't there one team... Uh, that basically Rodgers has been connected to Yeah, that's the Denver Broncos now look you want to turn around and tell me that there's a million teams And if they Green Bay wanted to do this and if Green Bay really wanted to get the best return That's not the situation any longer guys. This is now kind of out of Green Bay's kind of control. I would say so I told you that there would come a point where Green Bay was going to call Aaron Rodgers' bluff. And that's what they're doing right now. They're calling his bluff. Problem is, he's still not folding his hand. They called his bluff, went all in, went over the top, and you know what? He's still playing the hand. Aaron Rodgers has a lot more commitment than I can imagine, I'm telling you right now. And, you know, the the idea that Aaron Rodgers is going to come into camp and be perfectly okay, and everything's gonna, you know, guys, it's just not gonna happen. Do I still think that there that he can't play there? Week one, sure. But there are certain times where you have to line things up, and when you start lining things up, we didn't come up with the idea that maybe he'd retire, Tim, right? We didn't kind of start mentioning the Carson Palmer thing. This wasn't just great journalism. No, it, it's putting one and one together. And guess what? This is all Aaron Rodgers doing he is the master stroke behind everything saying hey don't call my bluff because i'm willing to retire and green bay's got to be nervous right now they have to be nervous and maybe they will turn around and say you know what okay Aaron, you win we believe that you're going to retire and if you retire well we better get some kind of package for you rather than retiring and we'll trade you to denver because right now where it sits the one team that he is connected to is the one team that makes the most sense it's the one team that i can see the executives up in the office aka john elway making this kind of move elway look he did it with peyton manning he took the older guy you look at the moves that he sort of made here tim i i, I don't know do i think aaron Rodgers plays week one yeah i do do i think it's for green bay i, I lean that way but man, I'm starting to think maybe it's not.
1: And he's gone through his usual offseason routine. Uh, that's that's been reported. I, I guess just to throw a little more gas on the fire of, of him stepping away, Tommy. Uh, you you said it. The, the sports books have adjusted odds. We, we're seeing um, money coming in on the Vikings to win the division now. And I mean, I, I guess Tom, Wright, He's he's what 38. 37, 38 years old. He's, he's won a Super Bowl. He's coming off a season, which was one, one of his better seasons in his career, 48 touchdown passes. And uh, he's got a gig lined up. He's got, he's got a hot girlfriend, right? And he's got a gig lined up if he wants it for afterwards, whether it be Jeopardy!, whether it be commentating uh, on one of the, the big networks. He's set. So could he just say that's it? I'm sure he could. But knowing him like I think I know him, or at least the way he portrays himself out in the public and what other people have said about him, including former teammates, his head's so big. I, I just don't think he goes on those terms because in his mind, Tom, he still thinks he can win a Super Bowl. Is that possible in Green Bay? Maybe. Is it possible in Denver? I don't think so. Yeah,
0: but Tim, you got to remember, you're, you're discounting the size of this man's giant ego. In his mind, you know, look, I, if I could go to Denver— and i go into super bowl in denver i'll show everybody look it was green bay and it was their ineptitude so people will look at my career quite differently think about peyton manning what did we believe in peyton manning when he went down with the injury before uh, any other denver days before the records in denver before the super bowl in denver before that peyton manning had a lot of these same questions that i have brought up about aaron Rodgers. it was universal questions that that said you know what? Peyton Manning's a guy that has only one ring. All that talent. All the MVPs. Still only had one ring. Couldn't beat Brady. Ah, you know what? Now, he goes to Denver. Goes to that second team. Takes that second team to a Super Bowl. Gets a ring. Goes back to the Super Bowl. Has a record-breaking, ridiculous year. And a lot of us turned around and said, you know what? Defined his career, didn't it? No one's saying that Peyton Manning's not a winner anymore. No one's turning around and saying, you know what, Manning has only got the one. Aaron Rodgers has a lot of people turning around if he wins in Denver and saying, yeah, look, it was Green Bay's fault. It wasn't Aaron's fault. It wasn't Rodgers' fault. It was Green Bay's fault. And I think he has to start thinking about that. He's also at a point where if he was 33 years old, Tim, 34 years old even, I think all of us would say oh i i think he might sit out right now the number one conversation that i consistently hear consistently is, oh he won't sit out because he's 38. oh he won't sit out because of his age and i'm going guys you remember he did sit on the bench for two years right so this this man might not have a problem saying you know what i'll sit out for a little while i'll call you bluff because i know where my legacy will be if i go and you said no i don't think he's winning in denver well, let me give you the flip side to that because I don't think he is either because I think Aaron Rodgers is a loser. He's a loser every stop that he's ever had. He's been a loser his entire career. Don't give me the one Super Bowl where he had to go through Caleb Haney because of a third-string quarterback. He had a, he had a miserable game, no touchdowns in the second half, and if Jay Cutler was in there, they lose that game. So don't give me that. He's a loser, and he's always been a loser. But if you're looking at it from the bright side here, Tim, in Denver, you walk in, with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton you walk in with no offense you walk in with a pretty solid offensive line you walk in with a young rookie running back and Melvin Gordon behind you you walk in with a defense that is supposed to be you know a defensive minded head coach and you're supposed to be a pretty top defense you walk into an organization with John Elway there you walk into a spot where there's no one expecting you to win your division. Right, nobody nobody expects them to go out there and beat Mahomes. And you walk into a spot where you get to get out of Tom Brady's division, who you can't beat. And you go, you know what? I get to go head to head with Mahomes. If Mahomes beats me, the the story here is well, you know what? Mahomes is in the prime of his career. I'm on, you know, coming down at the down, downside of my career. I'm older. I'm with a new team. If my, if I beat Mahomes, doesn't that just solidify my legacy? I think that Aaron Rodgers believes that. I think he believes look at what Brady did and look at what I could do. I think Aaron Rodgers has always looked at Tom Brady and always wished he could be Tom Brady. Always wanted to be Brady. And I think he saw what Brady did for himself and his legacy last year. And I think he's going, you know what? Yeah, I want that.
1: I want that. Well, what happens, Tom, if whether it be Denver in a trade or he, he plays in Green Bay this year. What happens if they finish eight and eight, nine and seven, don't make the playoffs? Whose fault is it then?
0: It, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Look, I didn't even get here <laughs> until July, man. I didn't get here until August yeah,
1: right.
0: You know? He's got eight news. No, yeah, I didn't know my system, you know what? Like I didn't yeah. have my teams to choose from. I, I didn't have time. You know, you got to give me some time here. Get, you know, judge me in year two, and in year two, Tim, they go nine and seven or whatever, nine and eight. In year two, well, you know what? Now I'm thirty nine years old. What do you expect? You know, downside of my career. You know, th- th- this Denver team I just jumped on in the middle of of, of this all. You know, so uh, I went there, and I, I, as long as I win, as long as I'm over five hundred, I took two teams over five hundred. You have no idea what I could have done if I didn't have mismanagement. That's the conversation, and you really you start to look around the league and start to tell me the teams that you know he would be okay on where we're talking about an egocentric situation because i know a lot of people in vegas are saying you know come to come to vegas oh yeah come to Vegas. look that would be a bad career choice for aaron Rodgers. the las vegas rangers don't have proven wide receivers darren waller's their main weapon right they don't have a proven defense as a matter of fact they have a, a fairly bad defense John Gruden is still the main guy there. He's going to be the guy there. So let's start looking around. Where else would he fit? Houston? Come on. That, that's a joke. Where else is he going to go fit? Where else can he fit and win, right? New England? Oh, it's, it's the Belichick show. Doesn't matter, right? Miami? Are you ready to take on the Bills and Belichick, you know, in that division? No, he's not going to go there. So who else is potentially looking for a quarterback? I hear Philly might be open. You want to go play in Philly? And that fan base? Come on, you're not going to get any credit even if you do win. Right? I mean, that's just not happening. So look around the league. What's a better spot than the Denver Broncos? John Elway, ready-made two good wide receivers and a good tight end, decent offensive line, good running game, defense that could hold up. If the Denver Broncos were in anybody else's division other than having Patrick Mahomes in that division, I I think that we would all look at this and say, yeah, this is a no-brainer. It's going to happen. You know, the one kind of caveat behind all this is that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be able to dictate where he goes unless he's willing to sit out.
1: Okay. You are uh, put your odds on Denver goes to Denver, what are the odds? Stays in Green Bay, what are the odds? Retires, what are the odds, Tom?
0: Uh, they might not all be mutually exclusive there, Tim, right? Um, <laughs> right? Uh, I, could, I could see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers suits up for the first four games with Green Bay Packers. Something that, you know they they have bad chemistry. They go one and three. They go zero and four or one and four or something like that. Right before the trade deadline, he goes, "You know what? I Think I'm going to retire here, guys." And Green Bay goes, "You know what? We'll trade you to Denver." And you get all three of your scenarios. But I know where you're asking this. Um, I'm going to say this. We'll, we'll give a uh, uh, we'll give we'll give some odds here. Let's have some fun with some odds. Stays in Green Bay minus. 120. Hmm. Uh, That's the lowest I've had it. Minus (laughs) 120 stays in Green Bay. Goes to Denver, plus 150. Retires. Tim, even money. Even money. I've never felt this way. You know that. This entire time. And I don't care about an Instagram post. This entire time. Here's why I feel this way. Because I have learned throughout my career to trust Sportsbook, you know, ticket writers, trust the risk room management. And everyone across the country that has anything to do with a Sportsbook has changed their odds and reacted. Reacted so much that it has sent shockwaves throughout everyone. Shockwaves throughout the entire I mean, betting world because there's so much evidence that you know what? It's very possible, Tim. He just doesn't come back, and we don't know where he's going to play. Let me ask you this. I'm just going to throw this scenario out out at you, and I have not heard one other person mention this, okay? Not one, but, you know, Sean Payton is sitting down there in New Orleans, okay? And we know he's got Winston, and we know he's got Taysom Hill, which is to say we also know they don't have a quarterback, okay? You don't think that— Aaron Rodgers would say, you know what? I'm going to retire. Sit out the year. I'll take the risk because when I come back, I get to go and I get to go play for Sean Payton.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, you know, you, you start to think about that. Michael Thomas just had surgery. You get to walk back into Kamara, Thomas, Sean Payton, and that offense. That's a scenario. What about, again, I'm giving you realistic scenarios here. What about Pittsburgh? You know Ben Roethlisberger stick around for a year or, or so well you know what Aaron Rodgers take a year off you know see what it does for your body look at what it did to Buster Posey in baseball right see what it does for your body take the take the year off and then when you come back you get Juju Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool Najee Harris I mean there are scenarios guys where nefarious things happen and we don't know it there are scenarios where maybe Sean Payton might be saying to Aaron Rodgers hey look you know i'm not telling you what to do man but just know we really like you <laughs> you know there, there, there's the wink wink hush hush kind of thing so we're all concentrated on denver and i think we should be um we're all concentrating and, and everybody seems to be in alliance that we don't believe aaron rogers will sit out we don't believe he'll, he'll retire and this is why i started this plan and i said tim it's happened before. Carson Palmer did this, and there's a link there because they both work for the same guy that said, hey, you want out of town? This is how you do it. Aaron Rodgers retiring is not beneath Aaron Rodgers. It actually seems kind of like an Aaron Rodgers thing to do.
1: you got about a six-week window before week one kicks off. If, if it's a trade, if it's uh, him reporting to Camp Tom, or if it's him retiring, where do you see this this happening? Is it within the next three weeks? You would assume that if it's going something's going to happen, it's going to happen then?
0: Uh, man, you know, look, I'll tell you right now. I, I wouldn't put it past Aaron Rodgers to, to fake an injury, Tim. Right? Mm-hmm. Fake an injury. Get paid. Jordan Love goes out there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to get my, my 40 million or whatever it is. Or I'm going to get, get my, my tens of, of millions. I, I don't even know how much he would be owed here. I'll fake an injury, sit out, and then come back. So I, I don't know if that's a, a, a direct question, but I would say this. If something's going to happen where Aaron Rodgers it goes to Denver, I think that happens in the next 10 days, probably in the next week. Because he's going to not report. And then when he's not going to report, then, the, then it's going to be real. Okay. once he stops, you know, doesn't report to camp, then it becomes real. And maybe a couple of days here and there is just to get them upset. You know, oh, we're we're nervous. I would say, you know, what's today's date? The 24th. I I would say the next not by the next time we're on. I'll give it 10 days, 10 to 14 days. We will know if he's going to go to Denver. We won't know if he's going to retire, though. I mean, that is something that he could really screw the organization and all of a sudden retire, you know, the day before opening day. I don't think he'll do that, but he can certainly do that. Um, And I would not put it past Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I'm calling him sneaky. I wouldn't put Aaron Rodgers to fake a season-long injury, right? Go out there, fake, oh, I pulled something. Oh, I'm injured. Can't really play, guys. I'll collect my paycheck, thanks. But basically, I'm retiring without retiring, and you're going to pay me to do it.
1: Tim Unglesby Tom Barton Heatwave Sports here on a Saturday night. We're gonna take our first time out and when we return we'll we'll stay in the NFL as the COVID-19 vaccination issue is popping up here as we on the march towards week one preseason training camps opening. I'll get Tom's thoughts on not only some player situations, but a couple coaches who are now out of a job. We'll talk about that, and of course, we'll take our tour around the world of sports, as always, in hour number two. It's e Sports, Fox Sports Radio. back on Heat Wave Sports. Tim Unglesby, Tom Barton with you on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. And we're going to stay in the NFL, Tommy, with another tidbit here. So, because of the NFL's requirements due to the COVID-19 vaccination, and we've already seen earlier this offseason, Bill's whiteout, Cole Beasley basically denounce it. We've seen... All-Pro wideout DeAndre Hopkins questioned what the future of, of um, his career in the NFL will be, which I, I believe you had you had post something about that when it came out. And now we've seen two coaches basically lose their jobs. Vikings let Rick Dennison go. That's their offensive line coach. With with a caveat, though, Tommy, that that if he gets vaccinated, the job's waiting for him and. Patriots this happened yesterday Patriots also letting their offensive line coach Cole Popovich go as well so uh, the politics rearing their ugly head here in the world of sports yeah it
0: really is and it's kind of ridiculous um, how much unbelievable misinformation uh, wrong speak different directions that both sides are taking Um, you know I heard somebody come out and i i forgot who it was there's somebody uh, one of the more popular um uh, athletes came out and said you know i think i, I think it's jack prescott yes it was Dak prescott that said you know it's the HIPAA law no it's not HIPAA does not <laughs> HIPAA doesn't protect against this hipPA is a hospital or- organization it, it has nothing to do with that okay um so that's on one side on the other side you have people you know saying well you know what it's not infringing upon your rights you know you have a right to do this And the NFL has a right to say you have to do this to work. You're right. But we also live in a world where, and I don't want to go down this road, but we also live in a world, Tim, where me and you are old enough to remember where people had to bake a cake for things that they didn't even want to, right? I mean, it's it's one of these situations where we're getting into a, a dangerous spot. We're getting into a dangerous spot of attacking a person for beliefs that you have and your beliefs. Uh, when somebody comes out and says, I don't like the vaccine, I'm not gonna get it for various reasons, whatever reasons they might have, it's attacked. It, it's the same other side. You know what, oh, oh well, people that get it are crazy, or you know, they're sheep, well, it's attacking there as well. You know, somebody was attacked online, and you mentioned Jalen Ramsey, DeAndre Hopkins, they all have come out, it's not just Cole Beasley. You know, somebody came out, out online and, um, another athlete, NFL athlete, and he said, you know what? Look, I, whoever wants to get it should get it. Whoever doesn't want to get it shouldn't get it. We, we shouldn't be involved in this. We're going to go to the players' union. I'm going to go to the players' union. Tim, 500 people attacking him right afterwards. His next tweet minutes later was, oh, by the way, guys, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm just sticking up for You know, the the right to do this. And that's the whole thing. People believe you have to be on one side or the other here. Look, reality is this, is that no matter how much you want to believe that this vaccine is the be-all, end-all, and anybody that doesn't want it, they're selfish, they're this, there's going to be somebody else that believes the opposite. I will tell you my beliefs. I've said it very, very clearly. I... I'll take the vaccine. I haven't gotten it. I'm not a risk to get it. Um, I'm not somebody that probably should have it at all because I'm in very good health. I'm under, 40, you know, 44 years old here. I'm under 50 years old, but my percentages are minuscule, and I'm less than, I mean, I'm even more than athletes, okay? Somebody that gets the vaccine, I'm not going to call you stupid for doing it. I'm not going to jump on you for doing it. Do I think it's selfish for you to ask others to do it? Yeah, I do. And don't tell me about the spreading the disease. And this is why, Tim, we're dealing with a a drug, a vaccine, a, a solution, a cure, whatever you want to call it, however you want to deem it. We're dealing with something that is very personal to some people. Okay? I've always just felt saying, hey, look, I just want more data on the thing. I'll, I'll eventually get it. I'm not one of those anti-vaxxers. I'm just going... I just don't think it's smart to take an experimental drug at this point if you're not in grave danger. Danger. My mother's seventy-four years old. She wants to go take it. I, I'm driving her there to take it. Okay. And you hear people. Well, they're the one getting spread. Did you see how the nfl worded this, Tim? If you're unvaccinated and you get it and you spread it to your team, then you'll be punished. But sixty-three percent of all that, all people that are in the hospital with the variant, are vaccinated in Europe. And that's the reports. 149 people have died in New Jersey because of a a variant. Out of that 149 people, Tim, uh, right, now the new variant, uh, more than 100 were already vaccinated. Now, we don't have a lot of deaths. I know, I get it. 10,000 people died because of the vaccination alone. How many more people are gonna have problems? That I'm not defending don't go get go get this shot at all I'm not I'm not telling you to get it or don't get it but I'm laying out the case that these NFL players are are struggling with they're struggling with statistics struggling with numbers struggling with cases Jalen Ramsey cited a case that a friend of his was vaccinated got very very sick from the vaccination and then got COVID anyway okay Mm -hmm. so there is enough questions to let people make their own decision. The NFL doing this, you know what? Maybe it is your right as a league, that's fine. But you're ostracizing players. You're already putting them, pitting them against each other, putting them against each other. You're, you're making it a weird, we, you will do what I do kind of regime. And what gets me crazy about this is that the NFL, if you were so just iron fisted, about things of this nature we will make you get the vaccine or you will not play in this league why not say the same thing about domestic violence tim why not say the same thing about drug use why not say the same thing about violent acts against women why not say the same thing and i think that again we get into a position i mean you talked about this throughout the entire pandemic just give us some consistency and now we, we said that about the government we're saying that about the nfl Give us some consistency. If you really want to put the hammer down and say you will do what we say when we say it, then why are you punishing people for a possible vaccination that might have bad possible side effects as against, wait a minute, he just beat up his wife or his girlfriend. What what, what happens there? What about that NFL taking a hard stance? And the question, finally, before you jump in here, the question that I asked on Twitter was this even if you're for the, the vaccine and all this, right, what happens, and, and this is a serious question, what happens if a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, okay, goes out there, gets the shot, and he's one of these cases that has side effects that just make him not be able to play anymore? Is the NFL going to set him up? They, they're going to pay his millions? Is the NFL going to help out his family? Are the, is the NFL going to turn around and get his 15 20 million dollars a year for the next five six years throughout his contract are they going to ensure that and The answer is no Tim. He would be cut tomorrow And the way the NFL contracts are written he'd be cut tomorrow and he would receive none of that money So it is scary To look at the variables that could possibly be and the NFL is trying to run dictatorship When they have never done it with any other cases IE the example that I just gave domestic violence
1: i'm with you it's i think it's a for for me personally it's a data collection situation i want to to uh i'm not against it i'm not for it but i think data generally leads you in a direction where you can make the proper decision if you do have second thoughts or third thoughts about uh doing something to your body that you don't know what the ramifications could be and and i understand hopkins side point of view on it and i understand uh the, the coaches that got let go I, I i wholeheartedly agree with what they think and, and for me tom and not to turn it into a political debate show isn't and correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong the the um the whole thing about a vaccine right it's to, to create immunity to something This isn't, that. that's not what this is doing. And it's almost like the flu shot, right? I know, we'll go back to the flu shot situation. It's not called a flu vaccine. It's called a flu shot because they're putting stability antibodies to fight the virus if you should get it. So I think just from the start, the word is incorrect. And it makes people have this false sense of security that they're gonna be okay where, and maybe I missed this whole thing in the last, what, 18 months? oh, once we d- develop a vaccine, everything will be fine. No, now it's once we develop a vaccine, if you do get it, which you still could get it, the, the symptoms or the uh, it won't be as bad if if you do get it. That's not what we were meant to believe or led to believe over a year ago.
0: No, and, and that's the thing. You have to understand that not all people are, are going to be designed and made the same. And when people go out there and they talk about quote-unquote science and, and this and that, well, you know what? The science shows very, very different data for very, very different groups of people. People under 55 years old are basically in zero. In the it is point zero zero. It is basically zero, Tim. That you're going to have a death here. People go wait, 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 wait. What about you know? We're not only talking about death. What about getting sick? But the shot is to prevent death. And because if not, that's the whole point. People are still getting COVID even after they get the shot. Oh, but it just lessens the blow. Well, OK, it lessens the blow. But again, if you yeah. are a one of the most in shape <laughs> athletes in the world, one of the most in shape people in the entire world is an NFL player. Right. You are at an age where you your percentages are minuscule upon minuscule. Your athletic build is minuscule upon minuscule upon minuscule. Getting the shot doesn't help. And don't tell me it helps the spread because that's been scientifically proven wrong as well. So I'm in agreement with you. Look, as a company, as a business, they have the right to tell them, look, you you absolutely have to get this. I get it. I get the threat. You know what, we're going to cancel games. I, I have all of that. I get it all. But to sit back and kind of make it sound like people that are getting unvaccinated are doing so because of a selfish reason or doing so just because they're wrong and you're right they want to actually act as if this is a closed case where every single organization has said multiple times look we're still collecting data like you said we're still collecting data these are grown men dealing with different problems different issues different situations and You can't just paint this with a broad brush. And I would be in a little bit different of a scenario, Tim, if we really had an NFL commissioner and an NFL that just came down hard and said, look, it's my way or nothing. You know, if you do A, B, and C, oh, man. And we were sitting here, Tim, night after night, year after year, talking about, wow, the NFL is just strict. Oh, my goodness. I think we'd be having a different conversation. But. The NFL is in a position where, just just years ago, oh, okay, you know what, you know, you could put you could put somebody in the hospital, you could put a female in the hospital, eh, six game suspension, <laughs> four game suspension. Yeah. Look, look around the NFL, and find me a team. Every single team has someone with a domestic violence background it seems that that way at the very least right with some kind of domestic violence background some kind of problem background it's all over the league so you're gonna allow these guys to not get penalized or to get slapped on the wrist at the very least uh but no you're gonna penalize unvaccinated people and and that was the thing that got me was i'm i don't feel that the nfl would do anything bad if they said look guys we're not manipulating the schedule this year okay if your team gets vaccinated, you're going to lose a week. Okay, you no, know, if you guys get a COVID outbreak, okay, it's just tough luck. There's nothing we could do about. It. I'd be okay with that, Tim. But to specifically say, you know, well, if your team gets it because you have an unvaccinated person on there, this is just tactics that we've seen from just bad, bad people throughout the world, right? Bad people. There's never been a time in history, Tim, where the people that were suppressing you know, freedoms. We're suppressing speech. We're causing the crowds to force other people to do what they didn't want to do. That they were going door to door to make sure you were complying. There's never been a point in history, Tim, where they've been the good guys. <laughs> okay, and I get we're not full out there, but we're de- getting damn close.
1: Well, let the this shift gears Tom, this, you know, during the week? Well, let me just say, wait, wait, yeah. before
0: we, before we get off of that Tim, I will say this though cuz you asked me about the odds over there. Uh, Tim, yeah. I don't think I don't think a game is going to be missed anyway. Right? I mean, I no, just I don't, don't. I, I I didn't believe that a game was going to be missed. I don't think a game is going to be missed this year. I'm, maybe I'm being highly optimistic. Um I saw how they shuffled and juggled the schedule and everything else. I just don't see us th- us having that kind of situation. Maybe there's a team here or there, and I think that the NFL probably works with them.
1: That, that was my, my thoughts, too. I said, we just went through a season when there wasn't a vaccine, and they, they got everything done. They figured it out away. And, and really, Tom, the amount of guys that tested positive was, in comparison, very minimal. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see the league having these forfeitures. You know, it's almost in, in, in the business world, that's a huge black eye if you do something like that. It gives you less credibility. So I'm with you. I don't think that they – there's not going to be an adjustment as far as missing games. They'll just move the games. And look at what happened to Matthew Stafford
0: last year. Three weeks in a row, he was tested positive. Three weeks in a row, it was a false positive, Tim. Right. Right, so three weeks in a row, Matthew Stafford wasn't able to practice with his team. Three, three separate times, wasn't able to practice with his team. Okay, uh, that's now. Look, that, that was a bad team anyway. But you know, are you going to punish Matthew Stafford? Yeah, well, well, can, came out to be a false positive. Well, we already canceled the game. We already we already took that loss for you because you didn't get vaccinated. Yeah, but it's a false positive. I mean, there are too many variables here to just put your fist down. I think the NFL wants to show that they're trying to be tough. At the end of the day, though, I hope at least that we're all optimistic. We get on perfectly fine, and this is just a talking point in the middle of July.
1: I'm with you on that one my, myself. So, so during the week, we had uh, two – I'd say two, two relatively major sports stories happen. We'll, we'll uh, close our one with this one and then open our two with the next, but the Tommy the Milwaukee Bucks are the newest – nba champions a nice future ticket cash there for tom barton sports just your thoughts close out the bucks and then leading into their opponents in the suns and what they have coming back and i know you want to talk about is chris paul going to be part of that return to phoenix
0: yeah real quick with the bucks congratulations i cannot be happier as a non-bucks fan right i mean if you latch onto a team like like i have with the bucks it's not because i'm a fan it's because i just love the way they did things i love the fact that they absolutely snubbed their nose at the rest of the nba and that's exactly what happened the rest of the nba told them Giannis, you can't win with chris middleton as your number two you can't win in milwaukee they told Milwaukee, you know what? Look, at the end of the day, you can't win with Giannis. He's not even—we had the conversation before the playoffs. He's not even a number one. Giannis is better suited as a number two, some of these morons were out there saying. And Giannis turned around, stepped up during the finals after we thought he was going to get injured. If he didn't sign that long-term contract, maybe he doesn't even play because he's a free agent. He doesn't want to want to play. So every accolade that I could possibly say is for the Bucs, man. They did it the right way. They snubbed their nose to the Lakers— The Nets, teams that didn't care about the regular season, teams that were trying to build super teams, I am just exceedingly excited that this is the kind of season that we got, and this was absolutely fantastic. On the other side, how about the Suns? Um, The Suns are going to be okay. They're going to be fine because Chris Paul is coming back. Don't for one minute believe that Chris Paul likes LeBron James so much that he's going to leave 30 million dollars on the table because that's what what has to happen look chris Paul has an opportunity to sign uh for for this max contract situation he would get 44 million dollars if he goes to somewhere else if he goes to let's say the lakers nine million is the most that he could make i don't care how much you love lebron man <laughs> right i don't care how much you, you think he's got a good movie um no you're not leaving that much money on the table i like the sun's core i like what they're doing but tim they're in the west and the west is just really 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 stacked right now so if you want to tell me that the suns are going to be back here i'm going to say yeah look i can believe it booker takes a step up aton another year under him chris paul you know still not going to lose a step i can believe that the suns would be back in this spot but if you also told me that the suns were battling for a playoff spot i'm going to believe that too because it's a tough west what i do believe that we have to talk about um, when we do talk about this sun season is why is Chris Paul consistently on the losing end, right? Everybody was ready to shower him with every accolade if he won. Top five NBA point guard of all time. Well, how about the idea that he can't win now? How about the idea that he lost a 2 lead, right? A two o lead at this point. Can we start blaming Chris Paul here? Because he didn't have a great finals either.
1: No, we, we literally, want, you know, he. He was going to do it, right, Tommy? The, the label of choker was going to go down the drain. He had gotten his team up two games in the NBA Finals. He had to win just two of a possible remaining games in a seri- in this seven-game series. And literally in front of our eyes, meltdown, game four, game five, game six. Series is over. So he, he, he's just that guy, Tommy. He's that guy that's going to be labeled a playoff choker. And he had the best opportunity, I think, in his career to do it, and he failed. If he comes back to Phoenix, in my opinion, and and I'm kind of leaning that way too because you said it, there's a huge difference between what he stands to make and what he would make. And it's not like a million or two difference. There's a huge difference here. The guy's got to take care of business and his family. Obviously, you go that route. I don't see Phoenix back in the finals next year. I think they overachieved this year. And I think they're good. I think they're going to be fine. But I like, like you said, the West is the West for a reason. His best route would be to go back to the Lakers and, or go to the Lakers and see if they can put it together. And that's a huge question mark as well. But um, I'd, for me to close the book on Chris Paul is that I, I, don't, I don't think he'll ever be that guy, Tom. He had an opportunity. This was his best shot, and he failed. He's never been that guy right?
0: I mean, he's never been that guy. People forced him to try to be that guy. When he failed being that guy, people are still going, oh, he might be that guy. No, 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 <laughs> Right? Like he had the opportunity to be that guy. He was up 2-0 in the finals with the clear, better team. Okay. With the clear, better team. He had everything in front of him. He's 36 years old, guys. He's not that guy. The end. He is a guy that is a very good player. He is nowhere near the best point guard. He's nowhere near top five. I made the argument when we, did, when me and Chris Wynn talked about it. I said, you know, I can make a very compelling argument that he's not in the top 10. Now, I think he probably is, I don't know, around that 8-9 mark, sure. But he's not that guy, Tim. And oftentimes in sports, in movies, in relationships, in regular life, we try to fit people into what we want them to be. Even though they consistently show us who they really are, Chris Paul has shown us who he really is. Stop trying to force him into being what you want him to be.
1: And, and it's okay, right, Tom? It's okay if he's not that guy. Maybe he he uh, I don't know. on is somewhere. It? I don't know. I guess it depends on what you're trying to, to uh, compare him to. Because he will never be a top five point guard. He's, right. There's just no way. And you said top 10, and it's fringe. It really is. I mean, if we sat to time and we came back on the show next week and, all right, Tommy, I got my top 10, you got your top 10, I assume he makes it. It'll be close, though. It'll be close. And maybe he can latch on somewhere in the last couple years of his career and, and gravy train a title somewhere. And I think that maybe that was the, uh, the original thought of going to L.A. is that if they're healthy with A.D. and LeBron, that they can make a run, maybe. I don't know. For Tim, me, it's okay for him not to be that guy because I never thought he was the guy to begin with.
0: Tim, me and Chris Wynn had a good conversation on this. I know we're up against a break in a minute, but um, I'll let you decide. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Inside the top 10, no actual order here, but let's go inside. Magic Johnson, absolutely. Right? Steph Curry. Isaiah yes. Thomas. Oscar Robinson. John Stockton. Okay. To me, oh, yeah. that's one, two, three, four, five. Now, I will make a very, very good argument here, and, and I don't think a lot of people give me a lot of pushback. Steve Nash is a better player. Two-time MVP, Hall of Famer. Uh, Steve Nash is a better player. That's six. Walt Frazier was a better player. I know that's too young for some people out there. That's seven. I think there's guaranteed seven. Now you get into that area where Jason Kidd resides, Russell Westbrook is right there, You get into an area where I believe, and so did Chris Wink. Gary Payton goes there. I have seven in front of him pretty handedly, and then all of a sudden we start talking about some of these other guys where you say, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure if some of these other guys aren't absolutely better. To me, his highest ranking is eight. You want to tell me he's outside the top ten? I'm listening.
1: I would put, look, look. What's the criteria we're using, right? I think Tony Parker probably is better, in my opinion, is a better point guard.
0: Tony Parker, he absolutely. To
1: yeah. Right? You know,
0: it, uh, look, I I made an argument that Damian Lillard might be the best player uh, on the planet right now. Uh, when you all, when all is said and done, because of you know everything that he brings to the table, Damian Lillard goes to a team where he can win. I don't even think that's an argument, right?
1: No. And are you really – is somebody going to argue with me, Tommy, if I say I would compare – I would compare him to the Steve Nash's, to the Kevin Johnson's of the world, right, guys that didn't win rings either, but were very good point guards. That's where I put Chris Paul, and if you're asking me honestly, I'd probably put those two above him. I
0: definitely put Nash above him. I think people forget how good Nash was.
1: Look, you win,
0: you win the MVP – once maybe you have a one-off kind of season, you win it twice. It, it's legit, right? Steve Nash is a better, is a better basketball player than Chris Paul every, all day, every day. And guy, and a guy like uh, you know Walt Frazier. People don't think about him because he was an older guy. Look, Walt Frazier is a better basketball player. He just he's just is he's better. We, I'm not going all the way back to the Bob Cousy days. I mean, you want to throw Bob Cousy in there. All of a sudden, Chris Paul goes from, oh, he's top five. Why? Because it was a talking point because he was going to win a ring to all of a sudden you're going, ah, eh, the real talking point is, should he be a top ten?
1: We, we're in agreement. he's top 20, right? We can agree on that. I think he's, I, look,
0: I, I think if he's not top ten, he's 11 or 12. You know, so yeah. I have him you know, in the top dozen. And though, like I said, reality being, I, I probably have him at like eight or nine. You know, I, 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 it would be really hard for me to get him outside the top 10, but I think a lot of things are still yet to be written. Like Damian Lillard, like Russell Westbrook. To me, Westbrook, Lillard, Chris Paul, they're about eight, nine, ten, or nine, 10, 11. So very quickly here, we could watch him get knocked out of that.
1: Let's, let's just say for we'll, – we'll we'll, let's just put him at number eight, Tom. He's number eight of all time right now. That's okay. That's a great NBA career. That's fine. And that's, that's really all we should expect. He's never going to be the top five, and that's okay. That's the only thing that I've been saying about him for his whole career is I love watching him play in the, in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's absolutely terrible because he cannot take it to that next step to lead a team to the title. That's what a point guard should do. And Westbrook's going to be in that same boat. Lillard, the book is open, whether Edward's next team will be Tom, the book is open on him as well. And for me to escalate into a top five situation, you have to be a title winner. Chris Paul will never be one.
0: As sports fans, specifically, uh, as a lot of things in life, as you know, you just can't let things be. The idea that LeBron James consistently gets compared to Michael Jordan is, is laughable. Laughable, the idea that Aaron Rodgers gets con- g- compared to Tom Brady is laughable, but people will continue to do it because it's a talking point,
1: or they're miseducated. It's one of the two, right, or both. It's, it's uh, unfortunately, it is the way it is. Yep. So we will, using that that uh, phrase, Tommy. We're going to close the book on hour one. When we come back in hour two, we're going to move over to the ice where. There is a new NHL expansion team. Yes, we knew the team. We knew the name. We knew the team colors. There's a roster now. We'll get Tom's quick thoughts on how the Seattle Kraken did Wednesday in their expansion draft. And looking forward into the NHL regular season, how does he think they'll do? Could they put up some Vegas Golden Knight-like statistics for season one? We'll talk about that. Of course, Major League Baseball, uh, plenty going on as the trade deadline just a week away. And we'll we'll touch on some of the heated up rumors now that are really coming up against the clock in our number two. It's Heat Sports. Tim Unglesby, Tom Barton, Fox Sports Radio.